0: Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air
1: from the epicenter of sports in the Southland.
0: ESPN LA 770 with Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. My mother is felling in heaven right now when you say that. Start your weekend off right, listening to The Weekend Warrior Show with... Dr.
1: Clapper, renaissance <laughs> man, Surgeon, sculptor, Smoother. Gee, Lord have mercy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your
0: Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's Dolly Parton. God bless her. Still inspiring us. That song, Jolene, that she wrote, and Miley Cyrus covers it. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. We need to continue to hear her singing that song. I'm so excited for my next guest, the great Sally Sanger. Sally, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It's it's uh, it's wonderful to be here with you.
0: Oh, so what do you think about me talking about Michelangelo at age seventy, changing, switching careers from painter, sculptor to become an architect, and Jack LaLanne at age seventy? hauling 70 boats with 70 people for a mile in the Long Beach Harbor. That life can really begin. Something special happens at age 70. What do you think about that? I love
1: it. I love those examples. I, I grew up with Jacqueline because my mom did all the exercises with him. <laughs> him and uh, and I, I just love the whole idea of it, that you don't look forward to retiring. You re- look forward to doing something new to uh, taking a, a, a new a cha- doing a new challenge um uh maybe starting something that you never even thought you could do that it's not life can begin whenever you say it begins and mm-hmm. i i love the idea that as we age we actually are as you said we're we're wiser we have more wisdom we know what we should and shouldn't should right. and shouldn't do and uh we have all we just need to put it together and have all the tools and keep moving forward
0: so sally i'd like everybody to know who you are and what you're all about. You're married to one of my favorite people, the great Skip Sanger, who I love to death, up in Santa Barbara. But tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? What'd your mom and dad do for a living? Where did surfing come from in your life? And what's it like to be a teacher now, however old you are now, I don't even want How old are you now, Sally? <laughs> I just
1: turned 67. We okay. were a few days apart. So, wow. we're, yep, not you're, quite 70 yet. Yeah, not That's quite 70 yet, before. but you're getting close. Yeah. You're banging
0: on the door. Um, so, tell yeah. us your story. Where did you grow up? Who inspired you? What did your parents do? Where did this all come from? The whole idea of surfing and then later in your life to become a teacher.
1: Yes. Well, I'm born and raised in Santa Barbara. Fortunate to have that uh, be the place I grew up. And my parents, my family was physically active. They were athletes themselves, my both my parents and my mom specifically was a great role model. She she was one of the first female lifeguards in Pennsylvania. She was a outstanding alth- athlete. In fact she was asked to be um like that movie in a league of their own. She was asked to do professional softball when When that time came around, and yeah, well, my dad wasn't real happy with her traveling everywhere, so she, she didn't do that, but at any rate, yeah, they definitely were great role models and examples for me. I was born active, though, because my mom said I didn't learn to walk, that when I started moving, I ran. So yeah. I, got up and I ran, and then I got up or ran to another place. And people have told me that I've, <laughs> I just was always active. So it's, it was in my genes, and it was a good example. Um, our family was active. The way I got into surfing, well, you, when you live by the ocean, it's pretty hard to not want to do something with the ocean. Mm-hmm. And my, I think my dad brought home he was a chief construction inspector out at UCSB, and he brought home a surfboard once that one of the students left behind. And so we, my sister and I got on it and paddled around a bit. We took one or two lessons when we were quite young. And then I, I let it go, though, Dr. Clapper. I, my sister stopped surfing, and there was my ride to the beach. So I'd have to ride my bike, and I would do a mat surfing. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. or, heard, or heard about mat surfing, mm-hmm. George Greeno kind of mat surfing. Mm-hmm. And Did that for a while and then came back up on a surfboard when I was about 21. I did a trip to... Mexico and borrowed one of my friends' boards and thought, oh, I should be standing up. And that just blossomed because you know what it's like. It's Mm -hmm. it's hard to stop once you fall in love with surfing. I chose to go to University of Hawaii because guess why? There's great surf there. (laughs) And um, it was a good school, too. (laughs) That was secondary, I have to say. But it was a good school for my studies. So um, that really got me into the whole swing of things with being a surfer came back to Santa Barbara, kind of fell into teaching. I had done little bits here and there, taught a class. My degree is in uh, physical education, recreation, mm-hmm. um, and I got a master's in education. So when I came back, one of my favorite instructors took me to lunch and said, hey, we, we need somebody to teach these adult ed classes. And that's kind of how it started. I taught one or two. Then he said, oh, we need somebody to do swimming at the credit division. So I taught there. And it just 40 years later, I'm still there as a temporary part-time <laughs> instructor at the community college. Well, I know uh-huh. it's crazy, temporary part-time, but <laughs> they can't get rid of me.
0: <laughs> oh, no, they're lucky to have you. And those students are yeah, lucky love it. to have you, particularly now as you get older. <laughs> if you've got a class of people who are in their 60s and 70s and even 80s, what's it like to have a student who is an elder statesman?
1: Oh, I love it. I love that question, too, because when I first started, I was 26 or something like that, but I was teaching older adults then in one of my fitness classes for the adult ed program, even though I was also teaching a pool exercise class. This is interesting. There's there was a man in there then that was just maybe 15 years older than I, and he is still coming to my classes. Wow. He's a swimmer. He takes a different swimming class, but he is 92 now, ah. and, and so I we've both grown together. But he's you know just been auditing the classes and taking them. So he's a great example of just staying active your whole life. Hmm. But back to your question, I they motivate me. I, I mm-hmm. When I was younger, I saw, wow, this is great. People in their 60s and 70s are doing my aerobics classes and doing fine and loving it. And then pretty soon I was now, here I am their age, and uh, sometimes I have younger students than I am. But it's very much a motivating factor because I see that they're choosing to come to these classes, and for my older adult ones, they're not getting credit for it or anything. They just they want to be healthy, and they mm. know they need a little bit of, like what Jacqueline was saying, they need a little bit of motivation or a little bit of um, a little prod to keep them going, and classes are what do it. So mm. it's a win-win situation. They keep me going, and I keep them going.
0: My uh, favorite teacher... In my life in orthopedics was Dr. Ranawat, and he always used to say, the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. Because this is a radio show, the ears don't hear what the mind doesn't know. So I want to play a soundbite and pick your brain. We all hear something, but I'm really curious what Sally Sanger hears in these words. It's from the great Jerry Lopez. I would like to start with uh, something from the Dalai Lama. You know, he was once asked uh, what surprised him most about humanity. And he answered, man, because he sacrifices his health to make money. And then he sacrifices his money to recuperate his health. And he's so anxious about the future that he's not able to enjoy the present. The result being, he doesn't live in the present or the future. And he lives as if he's never going to die and then dies having never really lived. Sally Sango, what what is what is he saying there? What do you hear? Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, the
1: first of all, I really am I'm, I'm a big fan of Jerry Lopez too. But that whole man sacrificed his health to make money, I think it was mm-hmm. and then Flips it around. I mean, that's in a sense, that's, that's what I do. I am lucky that I get paid to stay in shape. I'm lucky mm-hmm. to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And then people come to me, not all the time, but many times because they've become unhealthy and they're sitting all day or they just don't have some other means to know how to take care of their physical health. So they come to me and they spend their money, <laughs> they mm-hmm. spend their money going to classes. That's profound, but very simple. So I love that. I heard it earlier and I, I was trying to write it down. So I'm glad you <laughs> repeated it because I thought that was just perfect for, mm-hmm. for my thoughts on, unfortunately, the state we are in. Well, you know, years ago, Dr. Popper, I, of course, I wasn't doing this then, but many years ago, we stayed active because that was life. Mm-hmm. You had to go, you had to do your own gardening. You had to walk, as my mm-hmm. dad said, uphill both ways to school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there was always a challenge physically in daily life. Mm-hmm. But now, you don't even have to get up to change a TV channel. I mean, everything is so done for you physically and even mentally too. It's unfortunate. I love technology and it has its place, but it's really caused man, human beings to now have to purposely go in a room and get on a bicycle or walk on a fake, on a treadmill. I'm not putting those down because that keeps people going, but it just seems so odd that our life is flipped like this where we actually have to, we're working, 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 and then we got to spend our money to be healthy.
0: So Sally, one of the things that happens when you get older is you can sometimes get intimidated by new technology, like a virtual class and... But you're fearless. You're not, you're not afraid of the ocean, and you're not afraid of new technology. So before I let you go, tell us what you're up to lately with AARP and being able to teach these virtual classes and your, your involvement with a, more of a global way to teach fitness. Tell us what you're up to lately.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Briefly, I was just given this honor of one of five adults in the United States as recognized as a Senior Planet athlete. And SeniorPlanet.org is part of uh, AARP, and they offer all kinds of virtual classes of any type. Um, and quite a bit of it is about technology and learning how to use it. But there are there's yoga. And what I'm doing is geared towards balance. It's a strength and stability class online. I mean, one of the things that came out out of the pandemic, we all know, is that we most of us learned how to do things online through Zoom or some other way and still stay in touch and stay social. So it's been a great venue and a great platform for a lot of people that actually couldn't even go to some of the classes that I teach. They can't get out. They don't have the transportation. For whatever reason, this has been a godsend to them. So now, especially for me, now I'm reaching people across the United States. Mm. Actually, I actually have some students in, sometimes in Saudi Arabia or Canada, wow. all over. The place. Wow. And I love it. I just love being able to reach people and to share my knowledge. And it gives me purpose and value outside of my family and my personal relationships. It's so motivating to me to see that here are these people that want to take care of their health. They're learning how to do technology and they're doing it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Good for you, Sally. It's hard to do it as a 67 year old woman, but you're fearless. And that's what I admire most about you. And we're also grateful. That you're one of those people we share the planet with. Any last thoughts, words of wisdom to leave us, leave with us before I let you go?
1: Well, I would just say to just stay active. I would tell people, I'm sure, as those people that have paid attention to Jacqueline, just. Try to, physical activity is a cornerstone of a healthy lifestyle. So just keep moving, keep active. The old adage, use it or lose it, is really important for your mind and body. So engage in activities you enjoy and just be in the moment. Be in the moment with maybe a little extra attentiveness as we age so that you can just safely enjoy and participate in that activity. That's well, part of why I surf, it's just, it's so in the moment. And so I encourage people to find what they like to do and keep doing
0: it. I agree with you. I think for me, what surfing teaches us is the nose of the board is your future, the tail of the board is your past. The surfer stands in the middle of the board and learns to live in the moment. That's what surfing teaches us. It really does emphasize that, living in the moment. And you and Jerry Lopez are. Really, the most motivational people that I know. Thanks so much for joining us, Sally. We all benefit, and now we know how to get a hold of you. Give my best to skip. Thanks so much, Sally. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. The great Sally Sanger. You can find her at Senior Planet if you look her up on Google. All right, Warriors, the lines are all lit up. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.